happy. Look who's here. Michael. How are you, mate? What's up, Dan? Hello, everybody. So nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Mate, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I've been trying for a few weeks now after playing the Far Cry DLC and just reminiscing over this iconic character, man. How does it feel to be back? It feels great. You know, that character is just such a part of me. I don't think, for me, I don't think he ever leaves, you know. He's always around. Um, It's kind of like my um, spirit animal, you know. So whenever I need a little bit of boss in me, he just comes out. So, but not not as crazy, of course, as in the game. But I just feel he's a part of me. How can you be? How can you be so nice in real life and then play <laughs> this absolute psychopath? <laughs> well, you know, I think we all. I think everybody has a bit of everything. I, I, it's my belief, you know. With the with um with my lifetime, I felt that I have all the qualities that I don't like in people. I have them. For me to call somebody out on anything at all, I've always felt that I, sorry, I've always felt that I, I have those um, those qualities, you know. It's Voss yeah, yeah. calling me. Yeah. It's Voss um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding. But, but uh, he's calling me like, don't talk about me anymore. But um, <laughs> so I, I think we all have them. And I think an, an artist's job is to be honest with himself and to tap into them and to see what does that feel like. Why does why does why does that behavior the way that it is? And to try to your your job is to try to understand it and to try to justify it, which is which is the difficult part because you have to find a way to justify sometimes things that are very difficult to justify that are not very moral. So, when was the last time you played? Like, how long ago has it? Has it been ten years or not that long? That what? Since you last did anything of Favas, it's it's I think 2012 or 13. So we did Far Cry 3, the Voss game, yeah, and then we did a live action movie in Thailand, yeah, 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 which was to me, I mean that that's the package, you know, it's the game and the movie. The the movie to me really was what kind of brought the character out of the video game world, gave him a three dimensional feel. And helped me explore a lot of the humor of the character. The humor came really through the live action a lot more, for me anyway, than really? through the game. Yeah, and then we did the um, the uh, asylum scene in Montreal. I think late 2012. So it's been almost you know eight, nine, ten years. But it, we, to me, it feel like you ne- you never left. Did it feel like that to you? You know, I think the fans have been so wonderful, and I get. People like they they'll Instagram me with like tattoos of the character, yeah. and they have so many um, fan art of the character. And everywhere I go, you know, I'm, I'm never sure what it is they re- they recognize me for. But Voss is definitely one of the top two, three things that I've done that people are like, you know, that's what I know. That's where I know you from. And it's um, so it for me, it'll always be a part of me. It's kind of the the, the role that broke my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on an international level, and it's a character that I co-created and co-wrote. So I'm, I'm I, I love it. You know, I, I, I love him despite the fact that he's kind of crazy. You know? I can tell, man. I can tell you, you have fun just from some of the behind the scenes. I can tell you, just having a blast when you're playing oh, man, this character. It, it was, and this, this, um, the, the DLC was. Those one-liners were so much fun to improvise and to come up with, and. Um, I only last night before this interview, I was kind of, I haven't seen the game yet, 
So I kind of went online and, and just, yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't played it yet, but I heard some of the lines we did and I couldn't, re I didn't remember we did so many lines and I heard some of them and they actually really cracked me up. I was like, man, that's pretty funny. And I, I don't remember, I don't remember saying them because we were like, you, you know, uh, shooting. Yeah, we were shooting for hours and hours and a lot of it was improv. So you improv something a year and a half ago, you forget about it, you know. I I don't know this, and I think a lot of people don't know. Did you ever play Far Cry Three? Are you a bit of a, are you a gamer at all, or is that you know something what? you just watch online or what? No, unfortunately, I'm not a very good gamer. I think to <laughs> me, my generation was when it had A and B on the Nintendo joystick, and then the moment it got like it had four <laughs> buttons, that's where I quit. I was like, I can't do this, and now it's it's so complicated. I just I don't even try. So you're on you're on YouTube looking up vast scenes that sort of thing. If you want to see yeah, your own I, work, uh, yeah, I had someone send send me something. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. kind of looking at it, and it kind of you know one thing led to another, and you go, I wonder if that scene made the game. I wonder how that scene turned out, and then you you start watching, it and you go, Oh God, I remember this. I remember that. I don't remember this. And it was it was a lot of fun. I think the Ubisoft did a great job capturing. It's beautiful. It's scary, but it's a beautiful, beautiful kind of very striking visuals. A lot of people in here tuning in live. Now, I'm sure you get this a lot, but they're saying, Michael, do you know the definition of insanity? I mean, Have you I must get it? sick of I that don't. by now. No, I don't. I do. Really? I love it. I Yeah, I do. I really <laughs> like it. You know, look, to, to have a character like that, like yeah. strike, like lightning in a bottle, Mm. Is is a is a gift, and for people to love that character, to me it's a gift. So I I would never tire of it, you know. I and because I co-created the character because he's such a part of kind of my psyche in the sense that his his sense of humor and his playfulness really stem from kind of maybe my childhood in a way. I was incredibly energetic, and you know I grew up with my father, and uh, my parents were divorced, and my father was at work most of the time. So we had total freedom as children. We would play full-on soccer in the house. We would play baseball against the plaster walls. We'd play hockey in the basement. Our house was like a disaster zone. <laughs> and it was it, it was such a fun time in my life. And this character kind of permits me to access that kind of like wild uh, part in me. So I love it. Keep your questions coming in, guys. I'll read some at the end. I've just got a few more here for Michael. Um when did you realize that the character was hit this iconic level? Because now anyone I talk to knows this character. Anyone that games knows who Vas is. When for right. you did that point? Was it after the release of the game? Was it E three? Was it when was it? Do you it, remember? You, you know, like that's a very good question, and that's you know here. This is to all actors and artists or anybody who wants to accomplish something. I was doing my career in 2000, I think this was 2008 or nine or 10. It was before we even started working on the game. I didn't know how in the world I was gonna have a career. You know, I was doing pretty good in theater, which is where I started. And then I was auditioning for film and TV and I was getting a lot of good parts, but they were very small parts or like day players. And I there's a part of you that looks at your life and you go, how am I ever going to be in a, in a position where I can start making the movies I want to make and, and be in the movies I want to make. And mm. you don't, you don't know life when you're younger looks kind of like um, stepping out into the night and you just can't see further than your next step. And like Vasta to me was, 
Yeah. yeah. And Vast to me was just the next step. You know, I had an audition come in from my agent. They were looking for a guy who was like six, seven, huge guy. They wanted six, like, all seven. Kind. They had, yeah, they were looking for somebody that was the, the description of the character was somebody that was there's a picture of it on the Internet, like somebody with a crooked eye. And it was That's huge right. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I and they had like eight accents to pick from. I think one of them was even Australian or New Zealand or something oh, like that. Wow, there so, you go. So you so and my agent sent me the um, the audition. Now I had just done this thing that went on TV where I played an MS thirteen on a show called The Bridge, and I had done something I think on the the border and the bridge, two kind of gangster roles, which was they were kind of like newer roles to me, but I had done a Spanish accent. On one of them and I thought why would they want to see me for this maybe maybe they saw the episode and they think I would bring something interesting to it so I picked Spanish accent because of, of something of thinking maybe that's why they want to see me and when I came in I said to myself since I don't look anything like what they're looking for I will just kind of improvise because I'm wrong for this anyway they must be interested in what I have to bring in so I started the scene. There's a there's a video of it on YouTube, and incredibly, like I, I'm kind of licking my fingers like I was just eating, and then I get to the middle finger and I do this really crude gesture, and from there on I just push the limit of the of the scene, and the um the the room goes really silent after I'm done, and I'm thinking they're never going to call me back, and Brent George, who was in the casting room, uh, whispers to Andrea Kenyon, and he says uh, something, and she looks at me and she goes, do it again, but go even further. And that was the beginning of, of Boss for me, you know. How do you how do you go off to that when they say go even further when you've already gone pretty far? You know what I mean? How do you go? You, 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 you can always go further, and then you can go too big. And then yeah. once you go too big, you, you bring it down. I think with Voss, the idea is that at some point people love it when it goes big. And with yeah. the DLC, I was always kind of like um, taking the, the, the position of let's take it down. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down to a whisper. Let's 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 get very intimate and let's let's show the vulnerability of the character. In the DLC, you see a lot of the vulnerability of the character, and then you once you've got all those notes, it just becomes like music. You know, you want to you want to have the whole palette. So we are going to get into some slight spoilers, guys. I hope you've played the DLC. It's it's awesome. Um, if you haven't, maybe check back once you've beaten it. But it's so interesting to me, Michael, that. In the original Far Cry 3, you're, I, I've put the scenes together. It's only about 15 to 20 minutes of footage, really, mm. compared to yeah. this DLC where you get to really – it's it's almost more than that Far Cry 3. Well, it is more in terms of was – it, was it more for you in the back end? It must have been more lines. More um, I, think, I think there was definitely a lot more lines, you know, especially yeah. throughout the game. You got to do a lot of those one-liners and the breathing and, the, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And we wanted those, we, we were, you know, for me, it was always about like, okay, we've innovated kind of like the franchise with Voss and we've changed, the, we've, we've brought a lot of the, to the gaming community that was different where they were hiring now, you know, actors that looked like their characters mm. instead of what it was before, which was they would have an actor do the body and then an actor kind of mimic a face that was based on another face that they've designed. And then a third actor would come in and do the lines. Now we had this one guy who was doing everything, who was literally in the game. So he was the character. So that was very revolutionary. And then 
especially for that culture at the time over there. I'm not saying, you know, no one did it in the gaming industry. Yeah. And then the second thing that is, was we were we were having the technology catch up to what we wanted to do in the blocking. You know, we had cameras with wires and because it hampered the movements, Ubisoft kind of broke off the shooting schedule so that the cameras could catch up and they could be wireless cameras. And this time wow. around, what we wanted to do is we wanted to capture kind of like an incredible intimate sense in the studio of the voice recorded lines. Cause you get like mocap lines, which is full body yep. voice. And then you've got the voice stuff, which is which just is booth, off- traditionally, which is, which is just booth. And usually in the booth, the way you do it is you have a camera and you, you got to remove all your clothes and your jewelry and everything. Cause yeah. you hear everything. And then you kind of stand by the camera, uh, by the mic and you deliver it. So we thought, what can we do here? That's different. So what we did is we, we used three mics. We used the mic. Then we used a lav mic that was connected on me, and then we had a boom operator. So what I was actually wow. doing for the for the for the vocal lines was we were moving. So those wow, lines I've never had heard movement. of that before. That's I don't know. If, I, I don't think they've ever done it at Ubisoft. Yeah. It was one of the things the engineers and I were talking. We're going. I don't want it to sound fake. You know, I don't want it to just sound yeah. like I'm just standing there. Some lines require movement. Some lines require physicality, and it kind of changes the the. Um, Feeling the, or- the color of the, yeah the color of the voice is it's very subtle but you can feel it so we did we did that and that that those things took um, you know like uh, burning on fire and uh, getting bit by a tiger and oh of like course that. yeah I forgot you've yeah. got all those death scenes de- technically yeah, death yeah, yeah. scenes that you got to do you wouldn't have done that those before so- have you they, they're called efforts no I yeah? haven't yeah yeah whatever yeah those things were draining man. They were like, <laughs> You do it like four, five, six, seven times. That's at the end of the session, yeah? Tell me. <laughs> well, we had, I think, like two to four days that were dedicated just for that. And then we had about four wow. days that were dedicated for um, maybe not four, maybe two. I, I can't remember really. Yeah. But it was between two and four for that were voice stuff. And then we had about four days for mocap, maybe a day or two of rewriting and rehearsal and then two days of shooting everything. We were literally being pulled off of the floor, you know, on our last day. I mean, literally, like the producer was coming down and goes, "Guys, we have no more money. Get, get out of the, get out of the, get out of the mocap thing. It's you're done. You know, whatever we have, that's what we're using." Oh, that's fantastic, man! What? Why did it take so long, though? Like, I've been waiting for this for for years, man. Is it just was it just the right script or right people? What? You know, with a character like that, you don't want to just bring him back to bring him back. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had an ideas like that last scene at the in the in the DLC. I wrote that eight nine years ago. Is that an know? Easter egg? Sorry to cut you off. Is that tennis ball? Is that is that an Easter egg? Like that ending or not? Do you know what um, I mean? It it kind of is. I mean, the tennis ball is so symbolic because the the real Voss fans know that when I did the Voss insanity that's what I mean. definition of insanity monologue was to the tennis ball. Is that a throwback? That's, or it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a it's a it's an inside. It's okay. kind of going like you know that that's his that's his moment. That's yeah, his, yeah. That that was always his best friend, and it's sort of a wink to the um to the fans because you know Voss didn't really do the monologue in the game to a tennis ball. He did it to uh, Jason. But it, but with Voss, what I really liked about this DLC is we started breaking the fourth wall, 
and taking him out of the video game in the same way that we broke the fourth wall when we did the live action movie. So it's a character that lives sort of almost in real life and in the video game at the same time. And he basically doesn't follow any rules, not even the rules of the narration, which is what makes him so intriguing to me, you know. Tell tell me you're exploring a movie or a, another game, man. I mean, you must be. Please. I have. I Look, I, I, I know the fans been asking for it for a while, and I, I've been teasing about it. And I've the, the truth is I have something written. I have yes. something written that I really like. Um, whether or not we'll do it, you know, that all depends on – we haven't really had those conversations in depth. We've I've spoken about it to Ubisoft a few times. They've responded a few times, but we've never – really sat down and talked about it. I think a lot of it will depends on the fans. Um, I have this script. It could be adaptable to Voss or to another character. I'd like to do it as Voss. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. And um, we'll see. You know, it, it, I think if the fans really ask for it, it gives us a better case with Ubisoft. If not, maybe we'll, we'll see. But I, I have to say I really enjoy working with Ubisoft. And um, I think they're an incredible company. And um, we'll see. Would you prefer any medium over another? Would you prefer a film over a game for this script? Does it suit a specific medium? Or well, to be frank with you, I think there's a there's a there's a because you know these this character is so unique in the sense that you he does work on a video game. It, it we're, we're we're that's proven, and it does work on the live action, and that's proven. Yep. And that translates really well. And that's a very, that's a big rarity, you know, for something mm. in the video game to work in the film and TV. So the reality is there's a potential for, for a big kind of, you know, a, a bigger picture thing where you could have potentially both. But here's the thing, you know, if it's done, it has to be done really well. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think to me, the idea would be to back it up a little bit and to do an origin thing very much, especially ah. now that you yeah, to back it up a little bit, I think you go back even before the scar, before the haircut. You know, you go wow. back and you try to you try to get him at that stage where you can start simmering and you can start building, and then and finish it, it at the scar or something like that around. Yeah, or the or the island could be the middle. You know, it doesn't have to be the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, man. So uh, I, I've got ideas. We'll see. You know, it's um, we'll see. Can you it, get it, it can really you get this made just for me, brother? <laughs> I will, I'll shoot it here. I'll shoot it here just for you and send you some, some videos. Thank you, man. <laughs> um, uh, so he is alive, right? He's. Have we got that straight? Vas is alive now. Um, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. I mean, from my understanding of it, um, yeah, it was a hallucination. Is, and, yeah. Well, it, it, it's like when you're so infused in in your mind and you're yeah. you're you've got so much psychedelics and you got so much drugs and, and concepts it's really hard to tell you know <laughs> to have a kind of linear sense of anything that's real you know it's like some people sometimes they they'll they'll do you'll you'll hear them talk about a trip and they can't remember how they got from like their room to the store that whole part is kind of like pfft, they can't remember it yeah it's not- but i think we're, we're, with Voss, it's kind of, but life is kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if you if you really think about it, like, let's say you're 20 years old, could you touch or feel 20 years old? 
Like, no. could you say, this feels like, this is 20, you can't. I can't touch it's, yesterday. <laughs> you can't. And then, and then your memories, right? Like, if you look at your memories, could yeah. you tell the difference between the dream that you had yesterday and a memory from childhood or a memory mm. you had like three years ago? They, they all kind of seem to occupy more or less the same kind of weight in your mind. And then we give them emotional value and stuff. And then we realize that with time, our memories, every time we revisit them, start to change. And they, they become kind of what we think they were as opposed to what they really were. Now, you take that and you dump and you like times a thousand. <laughs> That's where Voss is, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's read some of these uh, live messages. Drive-by commentator, massive ups, Michael. I remember the insanity speech. It gave me chills when I first saw it. I wish Vars and Hoyt switched places as the end boss. Okay, thank you, driver. Uh, Bob Lobb, hey, Dan, can you ask Michael to check his pockets for any knives? Someone could have planted oh, yeah. one on him in the subway. Yeah. No, not this one. Let me take this one. No, not on this one. No. I heard Elias still has a little bit of pain from that wound that I gave him. Poor little guy, weak guy. <laughs> Mattias, great show, Dan. Michael, is there any character, past or present, from any movie, film, or video game you would have liked to portray? You know, I have a very kind of particular approach with that kind of um, situation. I, I just, I, I don't look at anything thinking, I wish that was mine. Or mm. because the moment somebody does it, it's theirs, and that's it. I just, you know, you move on. So there isn't something that. There isn't something like that. There are a lot of characters that I find really interesting that I'd be like, that would be an interesting character to take. But it's always with the idea of doing it my own and kind of like infusing of it, my perception of it. It's never with the idea of like, I want to do it the way they did it in that movie. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. I've got to say, yeah. man, when I watched um, Spider-Man Homecoming in the in right. the theater, I didn't know you were in it. Until the end there, and I got a real surprise. Like I was like, Yeah. And then I haven't seen a, you since, man. You got it when are you, yeah. they getting you back in? <laughs> we'll see. There was a great scene in the middle of that film. And um John Watts, the director, had they were cutting it and he wrote me when they were cutting that scene. He was telling me how fun that scene was. It's too bad that they cut it. But uh um, Oh, so you shot it. I, you shot it. There's a scene in the middle of the film that was really fun that we did. Oh. And then the and then the last the, the the end credit was a last minute thing that was done and to be frank with you that whole thing was voiceover. We were in an actual prison in Atlanta and the the the, the people that were in the prison were rioting. What? That was like the that was so that You're all, joking. All the lips moving that wasn't a, that wasn't Even Michael Keaton I believe I can't speak for Michael, but I for this Michael, yes, <laughs> it was. It was the whole thing was dubbed. We couldn't hear. We had, wow. we, heard, we were people were screaming and stuff while we were doing the scene. So it was a uh, it was it was an interesting experience. Every time I look at it, I look at it and I go, man, none of that none of that dialogue was is like actual organic of the day it was all dubbed out. now i have to watch it again to see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but it was fun man i think marvel is is um an incredible company and um john watts and tom holland and all those guys are fantastic so we'll see we'll see what happens oh i'm hoping you're in the next one but i know you can't say anything but man i'm, I'm praying or if not this one <laughs> upcoming hey 
I'm sure you're looking forward to it, eh? Uh, I, I can't say anything. The movie, I mean. <laughs> you're looking forward oh, to yeah. the movie, yeah. I, yeah, I, I watch those films. I really enjoy them. Yeah. I thought the last one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was really fun. Yeah. And, um, the new one sounds I, – I thought the Spider, Spider-Verse cartoon – was that, am I saying it? Is it multiverse? Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, I thought that was fantastic with Miles Morales. I, I lo- yeah, that was phenomenal. I thought that oh. was so good. I thought that was like one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. Oh, I, agree. I, I saw it two or three times. To be frank, I was just like blown away by it. So I'm excited to see what they do in the in this one. Uh, DJ, hey, I'm sure if you know, there's a post credit scene in Far Cry Six, kind of confirming Vass is alive. Oh, in Far Cry 6, you got that at the end. Was that like a tease to the DLC in a way? Or was that, what was the objective of that specific um, credit? I, I think it's just it's just to kind of wink at the audience yeah. and say, look, this, this character is still around. Um, yeah. And I, I, to me, the DLC is a wink to the audience. I mean, to be frank, mm. this is a DLC. It's not a game. It's kind of like, um, it's like, a, it's like a, you know, you go to the restaurant and you, you have all these plates that people have been working on and the menu is all done and then the, the chef has this idea that he wants to try and he hasn't really worked on it very much he just wants to see he wants to see the reaction of the people so it's a new like recipe d'oeuvre, you know yeah you're like i liked it yeah sure go work on that you know what i mean to me that's what the dlc was man i'm loving your because, metaphors analogies today right. you're on point because to, because to me the, the, the character if we were if i was to go visit it again it yeah. wouldn't be in the same. It wouldn't be in the same fashion. It wouldn't be just to kind of like more mm. of that. It will be to bring it way back, and then to start it small, and then to make it way bigger at the end and and mean something. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ideas there that that's where my interest is. Is um, you know, who was this guy before the Mohawk, before the injury, before he completely lost his mind? Because he's definitely incredibly smart, you know, and he's. Mm. He's 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 a formidable kind of kind of military type guy or agent or something. We'll see. So I don't want to talk too much, but we'll see. Paulie D, massive props to Michael on Vass and Thank on you. Better Call Saul. Absolutely Thank killing you. it, mate. The fact Thank that you. Vass only has around 15 minutes of dialogue and his presence dominated the game is a testament to his skill, which I agree, Paulie. I Thank agree. you so much. But, you know, to young to young actors out there, you know, they say there are no small parts, and to some degree, that's actually very true. You know, I think I've made my career on taking very little screen time and infusing it with a lot of meaning, and that's something I think that works very well for life in general. That I've learned through acting is look at the opportunity in what you're given. You know, don't focus on, you know, it goes back to the question that you've given, you've asked me about, like, are there anything that I wish I could do or whatever, Mm. or any characters that have done that I say I could do that. Mm. I think, I think to me that the healthiest approach is to take what you have, you know, even if you're in a game and you know, you're going to lose the game, but you're on the court and you've got like three minutes left, you know, make that the best three minutes that you've ever played. Because that's your chance. That's the, the, those are the three minutes you get. Make your teammates around you as good as they can be. Make your coaches be as good as you can be. And have the fans enjoy those three minutes. Because no, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And those three minutes might be the only three minutes you'll ever have. So don't, don't lament on what you don't have, but make the best of what you have. And use, use the negative as, 
as a way to flip the negative into a positive. I mean, there's so many times in my career, so many times where you're just despairing because you're going, God, this is being never going to happen. Yeah. Everything. You're being rejected. Mm. You don't feel like you're being treated fairly. You don't like the stuff that you're being handed out. Mm. The, you, some stuff is not in your control. Yeah. And you you get in a situation where you just want to quit. You're just like, I don't want to do this anymore because because the world isn't responding to what I'm trying to do the way I want to do it or the, the people at, at hand aren't giving me the opportunity that I want. And then you say, no, I'm not going to think like this. I'm going to be grateful for everything that I have. If it's one slice of pizza, I'll be grateful for that one slice of pizza. And I'll eat it in a way that I'll enjoy it more than if it was, you know, the most expensive meal. And I've, I've did a living doing that, going like, no, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Advice, so man. that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's true, you know, and yeah. I, I and um, it's the truth. You know, no. when I was in Toronto, when I was living in Toronto, I was living in a like little kind of place that was literally I had a cot, you know, like a little um, little bed that was like on plastic. And I had a little old TV and a VHS right in front of me. And the, there was no room. So the drawers, when you'd open the drawers, they'd hit the bed. And that was my that was my house. And that was wow. some of the most fun times I've ever had in my life because I was going to like Dundas Square in Toronto at like three in the morning and I would sit by the lights and I'd read acting books. Wow. And I thought and I thought I was so happy because I was like, all I need and then I'd I'd recite Shakespeare and I'd I was in love with what I was doing and making the best of what I had and I was truly happy. So those I learned that, that lesson through that time. Are you still in love with the craft? It seems like you are. You know, you fall in and out of love. Yeah. Every time I'm working, yes. Sometimes um, when I'm not working, sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to. Really? Do this. Yeah. Sometimes I don't like it, but wow. it's 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 normal. It's a love it's a love hate relationship. You know, you you always want to yeah. get better. You always want to get deeper, and sometimes you need a break from it. Like when I watch stuff like on Better Call Saul, sometimes the the, the pressure of the character is so heavy that you need to get away. You want to get away. Oh. You just don't want to, you don't want to deal with it anymore because it seeps into your organs and your bones. And it's like, you literally feel it in your body like days and weeks after you've done it or, or leading up to it, knowing that, fuck, I gotta, I gotta be in that situation. And yeah, for me, you know, I take such a sense of responsibility. I don't want to half-ass it. So I really want to dive deep into it. And sometimes it, it can get tiring, but you I respect learn, that, as, man. But you was, learn. You, you you learn not to. Yeah. Um, Better Call Saul, I haven't seen the show. Don't kill me, Michael, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's on my list. If someone, if someone says to me, and this is going to sound crazy, but if someone says to me they don't watch TV, I say good for you. You know, I don't think TV is bad, but I think the real world is more interesting. TV is good for me. It's like camping around the fire. And yeah. learning more about life and how to behave and discovering characters. So then you can go out and live your life. But don't make your life entertainment, you know. I'm very picky with my shows. I'm definitely going to watch it eventually. Um, is there anything you can say about season seven? And you just, you just tell me if I'm – because I'm, I'm ignorant. Is there anything you can tell us about Better Call Saul or what's, what's to come or are you shooting or any, anything? Anything you can say at all? Yeah, I can tell you that these are incredible writers. Vince Gilligan's back. He's he's in the writers' room. He's directing. Um, 
and Peter and Thomas and everybody's there. So the whole team's back. The whole cast is back. Wow. Um, I heard that the season six was divided in two parts. Mm. Um, it's going to air in 2022. I believe first part is going to air in the first quarter. That's what they're aiming of 2022. Um, it, it starts off exactly where we left off. And um, I think it's by far our best season, you know, from, oh. from the stuff that I've read and that I've done. Oh. It just hits the ground running. I mean, literally. And you, you're you just like turning the pages and you're going, holy shit. It's like, you know, it's like it's, that's what they do, these guys. They, they bring How back do they the do elastic. It? It's they, unreal. You know what it is? Slowly. That's kind of what I was going back to the Voss origin story. Just taking you your time back, and letting it breathe a little bit. Letting it breathe, and then go back and start putting like the the breaks down very, very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Going like, okay, I know where we're gonna end up. Like you know, with Voss, you know, you end up. He's got to end up sometime on the island, and this is what he's there. He's like there. Yeah. How do you back that up as much as you can, and then find the most interesting way and the most realistic and original and unique way to get there? And what those guys do is they take their time. You know, they they watch. Uh, characters and actors and they they see what they're doing and they kind of adjust their writing a little bit and then they come back and they it's like um what's that game where you put all the 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 wooden cubes oh i know i know what you're talking about the names i've forgotten the name but i know exactly what you mean yeah it's like that you know they but they put those cubes up very 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 carefully jenga yeah, is that it? Like yeah, that. And, yeah, and then at the end they just remove that one two, yeah. everything just, <laughs> and that's season that's season six. Everything just goes boom. You know? Wow, is season six the final season? I again, I don't know. Yes. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's our final season. So you've and shot your final scene. Um, I we're still shooting until okay February. So we're still okay. we're gonna I think we're gonna still shooting until early January. Okay, cool, cool. A um, couple more because well, I'm not particularly. We're not particularly shooting in sequence. So, no, no, uh, no. If you see somebody like you know not on in New Mexico and you think, oh, this should be episode ten, that's not the way it is. No, we're, we're we could be shooting episode ten at the beginning, yeah, and then yeah. shooting three at the end. So it doesn't mean your character's dead. Okay, come on, guys. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, that's something. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't, you, 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 with those guys, trust me, they keep everything very secretive and they, you, you can't tell what's going on. Yeah. couple more questions. Cause I know you got to bounce, mate. We really appreciate your time. Uh, quickly, Thank Eddie you. here says with technology progressing so much in video games with actors being able to come on set and be fully captured, do you believe Hollywood could get more involved in interactive storytelling? That's from Eddie. Good question. Absolutely. That's a very good question, and I think so. I think they've tried it many times to have these movies where you kind of get to a point and you have two, three decisions to make. It, I don't think it's been very successful, but I do know from what I heard is that Netflix is investing into the into a video game kind of uh, part, or I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure of the details. Yep. So, yes, I do think interactive um, is definitely, definitely the future, you know, and, um, you know, that 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 whole technology is going to push i think cinema or i don't think it's going to change cinema right away but i think it's going to open up new avenues of the way we you could tell a story yeah I, i'm not exactly sure how but we'll see can i ask is has a celebrity ever come up to you and known of your work in far cry or has that never happened um yeah you know i was cast in orphan black 
Yeah. Um, John Fawcett, you know, they, he was a fan of Far Cry 3. Wow. And sometimes, and sometimes yeah, you have um, a lot of athletes and people who, who play video yeah. games who absolutely love that character. That's surreal. That must be surreal. Yeah. Uh, last one. Who cares? Greetings from Romania, Michael. Just wanted to say I love your work. I can't wait Thank to you. see you in the next season of Better Call Thank Saul you. and maybe the MCU. <laughs> That's from Who Cares. Um, Michael, Thank you. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, brother. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you um, for having me. Uh, make sure you follow Michael, guys, on Instagram, Twitter. Where else are you, Michael? Anywhere That's else? Enough, Is that it? <laughs> That's enough. That'll keep yeah. you busy enough. Um, and then any other upcoming projects we should know about? Play the Far Cry DLC. Watch Better Call Saul. Um, anything else? Um, we're, Music? We're working on stuff. Well, yes, I am. Actually, I'm, I'm working on uh, something I'd like to release early next year. And music is just a hobby. It's a, it's a, it's like my um, it's, passion. It really is a hobby. Yeah, passion it's a, project. It's like a hobby. It's like I would say acting is my wife and music is my mistress. But <laughs> but but they're the same they're the same. They're the same girl. They're the same person. Ah, it's just uh, different personalities just or something. Role playing, that's <laughs> Man, you got a beautiful voice too. Not to get oh, thank steamy you, in here, but <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. No. Thank you, bro. Awesome, man. Oh, I look forward to uh, having you back when you uh, when you're in Far Cry 7. How does that sound? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me, Dan. It's a real pleasure meeting you and speaking with you. And and to everybody watching, thank you. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Take care, Michael. Take care, my friend.